You're listening to a sermon preached at Cross and Crown in Melbourne. We believe that God speaks through the Bible and he calls us to preach the word in season and out of season. We pray that as you listen, you'll be strengthened to know, love and live for Jesus. You know, I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. When I was at school, Christmas was that one time of the year when my parents wouldn't make me study. Then, then when I went to uni, Christmas was that one time of the year when I'd go on a road trip with mates and the days would be endless. And then when I started working in corporate, Christmas was that only one time of the year when I wouldn't even have to think about work. I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. But surely the best part about Christmas is that moment, right? That moment that I hope you still get, where you get to receive that Christmas present. Most of us uh, can remember that one year, can't we? That year that we got that one present that was the greatest gift of all. Let me tell you about when I had that moment. It was about 15 years ago. I was back in Malaysia on a family holiday. Thirteen of us cousins were sitting around the Christmas tree, and one after the other we unwrapped our gift. And finally, number 13, it was my turn, right? I took that thin rectangular box that was wrapped in red and green. I carefully peeled back the sticky tape, careful not to tear the paper because, you know, I could then reuse it next Christmas. But as happens every year, I tear the paper, so I just rip it off anyway, and there it was, the greatest gift I'd ever received, a DVD of The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. No, 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 you don't understand. This wasn't just any DVD. This was a real DVD. You see, in Malaysia, almost every D- most of you know, in Malaysia, almost every DVD is pirate, isn't it? Some rip-off version that some guy made in his garage, probably smuggled some camera into the cinemas, made some bootleg version of his own. No, no, those DVDs, they sold for like, I don't know, five bucks, right? But not this gift. No, 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 this was the real deal. It was worth at least... And no 50 bucks, which at that time was a lot of money, right? For me, it sounds simple, but that actually was one of the greatest gifts I'd ever received. I'm a simple man, right? Have you ever had the opposite experience, though? You know, unwrapping your gift and trying to hide your disappointment? In that very same Christmas, my cousin unwrapped his present. I was actually number 12, he was number 13. And as you can imagine, right, after seeing my gift, his hopes were set pretty high. His gift wasn't big, but hey, neither was mine. His gift wasn't heavy, but mine wasn't either. So what could it be? Now, I'll tell you what, I know what he was hoping for. He was really hoping for, now, those of you who play games these days will laugh, but it was the latest PlayStation 2 game at that time, right? He was so excited, that's what he really wanted. But as he ripped off the wrapping paper, he stopped. He stared at what was inside. And he held up his gift for all the cousins to see. Socks. With a price tag still attached. One ring at 99 cents, right? And, and I hate to say it, socks, they have to be one of the worst gifts you could ever receive. Now, that being said, one of our staff, Joseph, just gave me a pair of socks yesterday for Christmas, and I love them dearly. But let me just say, as a general rule, as a general rule, socks have to be one of the worst gifts you could receive. You don't really want them nor do you really need them. And let's face it, right, even if you wear them, they don't last very long. Just the other day I asked my cousin, hey, do you still wear those Christmas socks? And he said, nah, I re-gifted them in some secret Santa. 
You know, there, there are the best of gifts, right? And then there are the worst of gifts. Thank you, Joseph, I love you dearly, right? <laughs> but let me ask, what makes a good gift? What, what actually would make the greatest gift of all? You know, I think there are at least three things that make a great gift. Firstly, a great gift is something we want, right? Just think about my Lord of the Rings DVD. It was exactly what I wanted. It provided three hours and 55 minutes of non-stop summer entertainment. A great gift is something that we want. But secondly, a great gift is something that we need. And this is where, if I'm honest, both my gift and my cousin's gift honestly weren't that good. You see, my cousin didn't need another pair of socks. Gosh, he lives in Malaysia, right? The last thing you need in that heat is more clothes. And I hate to admit it, but I didn't need to watch The Lord of the Rings. My, my life didn't depend on that DVD like Golden's life depended on the ring, right? But just imagine for a moment, getting a gift that isn't just something you want, but it's something you desperately need. I, I know about a family that was given a house to stay in for free. And, and without that house, they would have had nowhere to live. They'd be homeless. Now, just imagine how good that gift must have been for them. Their very lives depended on it. You see, a great gift isn't just something we want. No, the best of gifts is something that we need. But thirdly, a great gift keeps on giving. And let's face it, this is where every gift, without exception, inevitably fails. The truth is, I haven't watched a DVD in over a decade. I watch it on Netflix instead. Uh, and my cousin didn't even wear those Christmas socks once. And I wonder, can you think of where all your old Christmas presents are today? Do you still want them? Do you still need them? Just think about that, the headphones that you no longer wear. That, that voucher that you used once and never again. Or the book that someone gave you. But let's face it, you were disappointed at receiving anyway, but it's now collecting dust on your shelf. You see, the problem with every gift is that no matter how much you want it, and even no matter how much you need it, none of them ever last, do they? And I hate to say it, but in our life, no good thing ever truly lasts. So here's my question. What if there was a gift that was just what you want, exactly what you need, and unlike any other gift, it keeps on giving. What if there's a gift that you'll always want, always need, and if you have it, you'll never lose? What if the greatest gift of all really does exist? You know, Christmas means so many things to so many people. Family and friends, summer at the beach, food, food, and more food. But at its heart, the Christmas message is this. Jesus offers us the gift we'll always want always need and will always have and if you're not a christian i want you to know this jesus is offering you the greatest gift of all in the events that you just read for us before jesus is traveling from judea to galilee uh, in modern day israel now if you follow that yellow line straight up the middle of the map uh, that's the trip that he's taking it's about a 113 kilometer uh, journey that takes about two and a half days to walk on foot and at 12 noon, Jesus pit stops at a place called Samaria. And he sits down, of all places, next to a well. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment just how thirsty Jesus would be. Notice he hasn't been sitting in some air-conditioned tour bus. 
No, he's been walking in the heat of the Middle Eastern sun. He's tired. He's worn out. He is thirsty. And at that moment, a Samaritan woman comes. She comes to draw water from the well. And Jesus sees her and he asks, Will you give me a drink? Now just think about it, right? A drink is exactly what Jesus wants. And in that heat, it's exactly what Jesus needs. Jesus is asking this woman for a gift. Now, I don't, know, I don't know about you, you might be more shameless than me, but generally speaking, it's a bit rude to ask for a gift, isn't it? A gift is something that is given to you freely. It's not something that you demand. And if I'm going to ask for a gift, right, I'm going to at least ask someone who's a friend. But Jesus isn't asking a friend. In fact, you might not pick up on it, but Jesus is actually asking the least likely person in the world of his time. You see, Jesus is a Jewish man, and this is a Samaritan woman. See, you've got to understand something, right? Jesus is a Jew, and Jews and Samaritans in that time, they didn't get along. Samaritans were half-Jews, half-caste. Jews who had betrayed their families and married outside the clan. This is my dad. Uh, my dad is really, really Asian. Growing up, he spoke to me, he never spoke to me once about relationships, right? But one day, out of the blue, in my mid-twenties, he suddenly says, you must marry a Chinese girl. And I'm like, what's going on? I have no idea what you're talking about, where's this coming from? You see, for my dad, marrying a Chinese girl was an important way of keeping my culture, retaining my identity, staying within the family as such. And if I married someone who isn't Chinese, I would lose part of who I am. Now, that's not true, right? But it is what some people think, isn't it? And for a Jew at that time, marrying outside the clan, well, it was way more serious than that. It wasn't just about forgetting who you were, no, it was about rejecting who you were. To so the Jews, Samaritans, they're traitors. Notice, even the Samaritan woman asks, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? Let me put it in more philosophical terms. If Jews are wizards uh, and Gentiles or non-Jews are muggles, then Samaritans, well, they're mudbloods. And that's exactly how they were seen. Inferior, half-caste, undeserving of anything good. But now here is Jesus, a Jewish man, asking for a gift from a Samaritan woman, no less in a public place, no less in broad daylight. No, 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 this would have been so inappropriate. But, but look at what Jesus says about himself, right? If you knew the gift of God, and who, is it, who it is that asks you for a drink, you would know, you would have asked him, that is, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living water. Just think about what he's saying there, right? He's turning the whole situation on its head. He, he's not actually wanting or inviting this woman to give him a gift. No, he's set up this encounter, boss. He wants to give her a gift. He, he doesn't even want the, her stale water. No, that will quench his thirst, but for only a moment. No, no, he wants to give her living water that'll quench her thirst forever. He wants to give her a gift that keeps on giving, a gift she'll always want, always need, and always have. Just look at how he describes the gift of God. He calls it living water. Everyone who drinks your water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I will give them will, here it is, will never thirst. 
Can you hear what Jesus is telling this woman? The, the, the water you, that you can give me from this physical well, well, it might be what I want. And yep, sure, it is what I need right now, but it just won't last. In the hot Middle Eastern summer, it'll just take me 30 seconds before I get thirsty again. Just like every other Christmas present I have ever received or will ever receive, it has a use-by date. The DVD will stop playing. The socks will wear out. The water will run dry. No Christmas present, no good thing in life ever truly lasts. But, Jesus says, the water I'm offering you is what you'll always want, always need. And if you accept it, you'll always have. This is a gift that if you have, you'll never lose it. You see, if I accept your gift and drink your physical water, I'll be thirsty again within 30 seconds. But Jesus says, no, 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 if you accept my gift, if you drink my water, you will never be thirsty again. I don't know if you've realized yet, but Jesus isn't really talking about water. He's talking about a gift that will satisfy our deepest desires and our greatest needs. A gift that will give life to our souls just like water will give life to a dry and thirsty wanderer. He says, indeed, that the water I will give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to what? Not to temporary life, not to life for five minutes before you get thirsty again. No, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Friends, that's the greatest gift that God can give you. Eternal life. The forgiveness of your sins. A new life. A second chance. A fresh start. Don't you long for that? You might not call yourself a Christian. You might not even believe in God. In fact, this might be your very first time setting foot into a church and hearing what Christmas is all about. But I want you to hear just how good this gift that Jesus offers really is. This is what he's saying. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, God loves you so much that he will forgive you for absolutely everything. You could have made a total mess of your life and still Jesus is offering you the gift of an expunged record and a totally clean slate. You might feel so far away from God, but He wants to bring you home. He wants to accept you in. He wants to give you a new home, a new family, a new life, and a new start. God is offering you eternal life, a life of never-ending forgiveness and unending love. He is offering to forgive you for anything you've ever done or will ever do. And if you think that you're so bad that God couldn't possibly forgive you, I want to tell you this, He'll forgive you over and over and over again. That is the gift of God. It is to our eternal soul what water is to a dry and thirsty wanderer. I've always said that my favorite Christmas present is cold hard cash. But one of my friends once said to me, Adam, no, you can't do that. When you give someone a gift, it's not just a bank transaction. Don't just beam me, right? You have to think about your friend. What do they want? What do they need? Your gift reflects your love. It expresses your relationship. He said to me, Adam, when you give someone a gift, you're giving them part of yourself. 
still like cold hard cash, but it's true, isn't it? When we give someone a gift, we're giving them part of ourselves. And that's exactly what Jesus does. Because how does Jesus give us eternal life? How do we get that new life, that fresh start? How do we get that life of unending forgiveness and never-ending love? Jesus gives it to us by giving us His own life. He sacrifices His own perfect life so that you and I can have everything that He has. An eternal life of true and lasting forgiveness. You see, friends, the greatest gift is Jesus Himself. And if you want to get the greatest gift, get to know Jesus. And I want to let you know that this Christmas, today, yesterday, every day, Jesus is offering you the greatest gift of all. He's offering you the only gift that you'll always want, always need, and I promise you, if you accept it, you'll always have. You'll never lose it. He's offering you a life of unending forgiveness and love with God. You might sit there and think, oh, I, don't po- I couldn't possibly deserve it. You might think, I actually grew up with it, but I walked away from it. So how in the world could I come back? Why in the world would God re-gift that to me again? You might think, you don't deserve it at all. But you know what? Neither did this woman. She was a Samaritan, an outcast. And if you think you're far from God, she was even further. But Jesus offers her the gift anyway. Later on, if you keep reading this chapter, you'll find out that this woman, she's had five husbands, five broken marriages, five divorces, and now she's living with someone who isn't even her husband. If anyone has a bad track record, it's her. If anyone has made a hash out of their life, it's her. If you think that God could never forgive you for all the bad things you've done, think again. Jesus forgave her, and Jesus can forgive you. He offered her the gift of forgiveness, even though she didn't deserve it. And he's offering you right this very moment that very same gift of forgiveness, even though we don't. Because that's the point of a gift, isn't it? None of us deserve it. None of us can earn it. None of us can ever pay it back. But Jesus loves us so much that he offers us this gift anyway. So the only question that remains is this. How do you get it? How do you drink that living water? How do you receive eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, a relationship with God, a new life, a second chance, and that fresh start? It's as simple as saying three things to God. Sorry for living without you. Thank you for giving me Jesus. Please help me live every day thanking you. Sorry? Thank you? Please. Guys, I want you to know Jesus offers you the gift that you'll always want, always need, and you'll always have. He offers you this life of unending forgiveness, of eternal love. The only question is this. Will you receive it? You might think you're totally undeserving, but this next carol tells us that Jesus came to give this perfect gift to undeserving people like that Samaritan woman, like you and like me. So I'm going to invite us all right now to stand and we're going to sing.